we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker with a slight sniffle in Arizona. She's Simone Roche in that there Liverpool town. How the devil are you? Oh my goodness, you must be freezing over there. You, <laughs> you must sure. be I've got a jump, I've got a jumper on, which nobody in this country knows what that is. A what? A ju- oh, you mean a sweater? A sweater? I'm like, yeah, whatever, love a jumper. <laughs> had no heating for a week so what? you know um, yeah i know i know seriously i'm wearing sweaters sweaters jumpers sweaters <laughs> jumpers. jumpers and wraps galore oh my gosh goodness me well look let's it's been a tough old week you know it's, it's still crackers here in the u.s because of election fever despite the first ever female vice president elect which i cried Woo-hoo! my eyes out through her speech it was wonderful but there's still you know a lot to go through before the next president is fully inaugurated uh, in january let's brush over that you're having tough times with lockdown still continuing in england of course should we have some good news what what good stuff's been going on do you know what? We have got some good news, actually. So we've got, uh, last week we signed the Armed Forces Covenant. Uh, so obviously I have the connection now with the Royal Navy, but I was invited to to uh, join signing. This is all about support for the Armed Forces. So uh, I was um, invested in that last week, which was very exciting. Uh, didn't get a chance to wear a uniform, but maybe ah. next time. Uh, but we have got a brand new partnership, which I'm really excited about with a charity called Future First. Future First are all about role models for young people in schools. And you know what? You may be familiar, but we are all over role models and really passionate about them. So big ask to our Northern Power Women, Northern Power Futures community. Sign up to be alumni of your school. And you know what? If you you weren't a big fan of your school, sign up to any school. But it's all about, you know, sort of the um, lots of universities, lots of private schools all have these big alumni. Uh, but this is about, if you like, more of the the, in the state schools. Mm. Um, and so we are encouraging all of our vast community to pay it forward and be a role model. So I'm really excited about that partnership because the, we're, we're, we're doing something on the, our power platform with them. So it's going to bring that real connectivity together. And also last week, we now have our first official founding partner for Northern Power Futures, which is Bank of New York Mellon. Wow. So this is, I know it's a conversation that has been going on for a long, long time. So we're really excited. The first thing that we're doing next week, actually, um, is we're going to, we've got our first webinar with them, uh, which we're really excited. So it's all about sort of like that human approach and the human approach to leadership. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so pretty excited, actually. Some good stuff coming up when we think that 2020 is like ah <laughs> I know it is it is tough times and you know what keeps keeps me going is a lot of those crazy memes we all share about how 2020 is just like so appalling it's kind of we, we, we're taking its power away by trying to laugh in its face <laughs> I think it's the way forward absolutely and, the, and the, actually you know what I'm with we're absolutely against that 
because I think we did see a, a change in conversation with mm. with Kamala's speech, didn't we? Last week we saw it felt like I was in a different year. It felt like I was in a different era, you know. And Joe Biden as well. There just was a different tone, wasn't there? There was it was not combative combative is that right you know I'm clearly falling over my words today but just felt very much more there was more empathy yeah. uh it was more about what we can do so it was it was maybe it's just a refresh and what we've we've got in on the 7th of December which would have been our rescheduled awards we are doing a virtual social takeover on the 7th of December so please come join the conversation because it's all about uplift we're not having 2020 go out going that was the worst thing ever 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 we're going to find some hope we're going to find some hope and we're going to do some serious high-fiving online on the 7th of december so please join in northernpowerwomen.com forward slash cheers Love it. What a brilliant idea. Now, look, well, you just mentioned leadership a moment ago, and I just want to talk for one moment about a leader. She's a previous interviewee on the Northern Power Women podcast in our past incarnation in season one, Professor Jane Turner. Just for people who aren't aware about Jane and her work, can you just tell the listeners a bit about her? Jane is the uh, Pro-Vice-Chancellor of uh, Teesside University, but uh, and much more like literally much more just before recording today's podcast. I, I've been on a call with her. So as part of the report that we, we launched last month, our levelling up report, one of the things in there was about uh, a piece of research that we're doing with Teesside about the new traits of leadership. And so Jane had introduced me to the, uh, the, the chief exec of the Northeast Chamber of Commerce. And it's brilliant because this is all about, you know, what we can do together and what we can promote together. So we're going to take this research that we've done from the, the samples of uh, narrative research that we collated over lockdown about the new traits. And we're going to form those in a series of round tables to kind of bring those discussions to life. Because again, as passionate as we're about not having a report that, that sits on the shelf, we equally don't want a piece of research that just yeah. goes, oh yeah. yeah, we did that in 2020. This We want <laughs> this to shape, yes. you know, we want this to shape our future. We want this to, to shape our workplaces of the future so we're really excited so watch this space we're going to be going agile and mobile uh discussing these new traits so we want you to get involved so please follow us at northernpowerwomen.com on our brand new website lovely um, and and equally when we when these uh, roundtables come out and when the discussions we'll put all those opportunities out on our power-platform.com and getting all the brands in today all the dot-coms we need to get you through to the end of this year and beyond. I love it. Um, look, I want to talk about something a little bit serious for a moment. Um, not that we're not, you know, we don't talk about serious things on this podcast. Of course we do every single week. But this week, Simone, is Anti-Bullying Week. And I'm sure that when you hear the term Anti-Bullying Week, like most people, you might think of school. And you might think of the school bullies, you know, duffing someone up for their lunch money around the back of the, you know, the lockers or whatever. And you think of those teenagers and actually the hell that a lot of school children do go through every single day all around the world because of bullies. And they are the worst. One thing I think that we're, perhaps we don't talk about as much is bullying in the workplace with actual grown-ups because guess what that goes on as well and it and it goes on up and down the country and it goes on whether you're working from home whether you're working remotely in other places whether you're in the office every single day and it also goes on if you are an incredibly strong and confident person and I talk about this from experience and um, you know, I, I, I don't want to start naming names and going into huge details, but this is something that happened to me 
Not that long ago, in in living memory, obviously when I was still working in England, and it was something that it came quietly. It, it wasn't obviously someone, you know, duffing me up for my lunch money. It wasn't people standing around and catcalling and calling me names. It came in the form of gaslighting and being ostracised and really small, subtle things that was one individual who did have quite a lot of power, who then sort of spread it out across other people who didn't want to speak up because this person had a lot of power. And this is how it quite often comes, isn't it? It's quite insidious because that one person decides they don't like you. They don't like the cut of your jib. They don't like what you stand for. So the whole... sneering rudeness then almost it it becomes infectious it infects other people who don't want to speak up because they don't want to speak up against that powerful individual and it absolutely killed me it was the worst sort of six months that I've ever think I've been through in my professional life when I would get to work and I go hi hello silence silence you know not even somebody recognizing that I'd arrived and you go okay crickets again okay and and just the the sort of the eye rolling and the tutting and I remember once I really remember this so well drinking a latte and you know when you get a latte from a coffee shop and you've got all that froth that sits around the top of the cup and I just put my finger around the rim of the cup and licked my finger because it had all the froth on for the milk and this person looked at me like I was a piece of dirt and went, oh, God, you're disgusting. (sighs) And it was with such passion and hatred. That sort of stuff sounds innocuous. It sounds like, hey, sticks and stones. So someone says you're disgusting. You ignore it. You're a woman in your 40s. You're grown up. You're professional. I tell you what, after months and months of this sort of chip, 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 chipping away and gaslighting, it was just horrendous and I did go and talk to superiors and nothing was done and I I did feel massively let down the reason I've shared this and I couldn't share it at the time because I couldn't talk about it because it actually made me ill and I would have panic attacks and I would have migraines and I just didn't know why this person was acting in this way to me and it was absolutely horrendous and I just want to say to people who are experiencing it please 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 speak up speak up. I did speak up and I was ignored and shot down, but at least I spoke up and I tried. So I I do, I don't have any regrets about that. I do feel let down by the fact that I wasn't supported until, in fact, bizarrely, a couple of years later when a manager said, oh, we didn't treat you very well during that time, did we? And I was like, ah! But, um... It's it, it exists. It is nothing wrong with you. It is nothing to do with your confidence, your ability, what you have been through. And I know we did a poll about it, didn't we, Simone, on uh, North Power Women on Twitter? We did. And uh, we asked the question, have you ever experienced bullying in the workplace? 66% overwhelmingly said yes. Ugh. 20% said no. 9% said they'd witnessed it. And 5% said they'd reported it. But interestingly enough, that, and that was a big thing, you know, um, witnessed and reported it didn't go down well with directors and they were scared to deal with it. Um, I remember supporting somebody when we first met, someone putting here, yes, tons of times it's happened to me. 
I've witnessed it with others. I've had to deal with it. Whilst this has been something I've seen between employees, bizarrely, the majority of bullying I've actually witnessed has been at management level. Same here, the saying, face doesn't fit, springs to mind. Mm. For me, driving an ethical culture and behaviors at senior management level is so important if we're ever going to shift towards being the responsible business uh, to strive. And that, I mean, there's tons of comments, but yes, I'm reported it to be told by HR that person was too powerful oh. for them to take action. It's like, this is like a, a script, this stuff, isn't it? You just yeah. can't believe. You think that this has just been yeah. written and it doesn't really exist. It's make-believe. But that's, that is literally just happened. We put these polls out, as you know, every, every week. It's a 24-hour yes. poll. So, you know, that's just a snapshot. But that's, um, and I'm just, I felt just sick for you just hearing what you'd gone through, you know? And so, so I echo what you say. It, Every, for people that it's going to going on out there and and I, and I don't know how gosh even more challenging it must be that this still happens in a virtual environment oh, um, yeah. as well you know uh, and so it's it's not you and and, and actually this is not okay um, it's not okay and that's what really angers me and I did find the strength to go and talk up about it and you know the, I did go to a manager who said I've never seen this person looking so unhappy as when they've worked with you and I was like Sorry? You're saying they're unhappy? What? Excuse me? I've done nothing wrong. I've literally turned up, been professional, done my job. And you're saying they're unhappy? I said, what about me? And this manager turned around to me and said, no one cares what you think. You're not, insert name of this person here. And that for me said it all about the absolute toxic environment that I was working in. That this per- And yet other people had come to me, lower members of the team and said, oh, I've seen what's going on. I'm so sorry. When I first joined, this person absolutely hated me as well. And I used to go home and cry. But, you know, they did get over it after a while. They're, we've got an OK relationship now. And I'm like, oh, right. OK. So this person made your life hell, but then got over themselves. And so now that's OK. And and, and wow. just the acceptance. And we know that this goes on up and down the country, everywhere, all the time. And, I, and I'm sorry I don't have a resolution that I went to management and they sorted me out and this person was admonished. I went to management and they just told me to shut up and put up. But at least I went to management. And I would just urge you, please, please, please don't sit there in silence. I had a friend, I'm not going to say who this person is, but they started a role and within six months, we're having panic attacks and, and feeling very, very anxious. And I remember them saying to me, oh, I've gone to the doctors and I've got antidepressants. I've got anxiety medication. And I went, oh, my gosh, I am absolutely down with somebody taking medication if they've got mental health issues, if this is correct for them. But for me, it was such a huge flashing neon sign. Leave your job. Don't take medication to deal with your job. Leave your job because you never needed this before you started this job. And there was that... Uh, and, and they did eventually leave their job and it all ended it was quite horrible and very very difficult for them and it wasn't their choice in the end but guess what they didn't need that another six months down the line so it, it really it really shouldn't make you ill and make you anxious to go to work if it does it is not your fault it is your job and please 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 do something about it none of us should feel sick at the thought of going to work and I have been there and it's horrible horrible and horrible. I think and I think this is where workplaces, this is one of the comments as well here, is workplaces should be safe, happy places, and there is zero 
excuse for bullying. So I totally endorse that. And it, when we put the um, the poll out, we share it in our you know various WhatsApp groups. And mm. somebody came back and went, "Oh gosh, that's a really uncomfortable question, but that makes it a really good question." And I think mm. this is this we like to talk about, don't we? We like to yeah. talk about different things. So sorry if it makes you feel awkward, but it is happening. And just to reiterate, it's not okay. It's no. absolutely not okay. And funnily enough, I know we're in production for season seven of the Northern Power Futures podcast right now. And I know one of the questions that came from one of the young people on that, because we talk about this happening virtually, is that somebody did a reply all on an email thread. And this person said and said something really hurtful about the way that I, I, I conduct myself in meetings. And it's now taken my confidence away for speaking up at meetings. And they don't know I've seen it and I don't know what to do. And I'm trying to brush it off. But I feel I can't speak up anymore because all they can hear is this person being rude about them. And you see, it does go on and it still happens. I could share so many stories with you, Simone. We'd be here all day, but speak up, please. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the response is for that question on the Northern Power Futures podcast as well, which is coming out uh, end of November. So do please listen out for that. Let's get some life lessons in our life. I think we need some fantastic wisdom from our Northern Power Women Network, Simone. Oh, we've got Molassery Home this week, who is the ED&I officer for the Faculty of Medical Sciences at Newcastle University. Oh, you know what? I, I, I replayed and replayed this one. Here's Malasri. Hi, my name is Malasri Holm, and I'm the EDI officer and the Faculty of Medical Sciences, Newcastle University. Uh, my first question is: Tell us about an important role model in your life. For me, my most important role model is my grandfather. My grandfather and his family came over from one country to another, uh, crossing the border at a very, very turbulent political period in Indian history uh, with practically nothing. They had to start their lives anew. Um, He ended up being a professor of physics at one of the premier uh, institutions in my home city. Um, He taught me the importance of education the importance of integrity, the importance of honesty. And he taught me never to give up. So um, he was and is a very important person in my life. The next question that I've chosen is, um, what's one piece of advice that had really stuck with you? Um, A very wise woman once uh, told me that you can earn money back but health and goodwill will never come back to you if you lose it so that's one of the mantras that I try to live by Uh, for me all these things are incredibly important the third question that I've chosen when have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it I don't think I can answer this question in the past tense. Um, I face it pretty much all the time. I hope it gets better with time and that I get better at managing it uh, as time passes. But during a course, a leadership course that I did recently, I learned the importance of journaling and kind of writing down and listing the things that you're really good at and and I have found that sometimes just going over that list just especially during in moments of doubt to go over and see things that you've actually achieved things that you've actually done can be a real mood booster and that in some ways helps me get over imposter syndrome 
the next question what would you tell the 25 year old about work life balance i was way too serious as a 25 year old i think i would tell myself it's okay to let your hair down and have fun and laugh and just be silly i should have been sillier i think when i was 25 um and the final question um when have you taken a risk and what happened so for me i started life thinking that i would be an academic at some point of time that did not end up working certainly not in the way that i wanted it to work um and there were periods when i was became seriously disillusioned it affected my well-being it affected my mental health um and one of the biggest risks that i took at that point of time was deciding that i had to change careers for me having a career was very important but it also had to be something that i was good at and something that i was you know that was meaningful to me so that was when i made the decision to go into professional roles and and i have now ended up in an edi role which frankly i love i just love the work that i i do i love the opportunities that it gives me the variety of people i end up you know meeting so there was a huge period of uncertainty and doubt but i have come through it stronger and happier and and more at peace with myself i think Oh, Malassari Home, thank you so very much indeed from Newcastle University. I love her tip about journaling. I've been reading so much about journaling. Writing stuff down, guess what? It really works. Yeah, and there's been lots of talk about this. A lot of it. Claire Talbot Jones talks about journaling. Sophie Miller can talk about yeah. it. And I, I, I don't know whether I have a mental block about the writing down thing. Maybe I'll try an audio thing instead. But yeah, I lots and lots that's definitely been one of the lockdown learns for me Mm. here's a phrase there lockdown learns Uh, but Mark (laughs) what stuck with me was the advice that stuck with uh, Malisary which was you can earn money back you can earn money back but health and goodwill will never come back to you if you lose it yes thought that that really resonated thought that was really good but yeah great life lessons this week weren't they Thank you so very much to Malassari Home. We would love to hear from you, your life lessons every single week on this podcast. It'll only take you a couple of minutes. Bob us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. It's that simple. If you've been thinking about doing this for weeks and haven't done it, come on, I'll slap the back of your legs like my nana used to do for me. Come on, get on with it. So please, please, please do send us an email. We will tell you exactly what to do. It's dead easy. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Uh, look, before we head off into the sunset, uh, ah, Simone. You know, you. Are, I know you're a big fan of a jigsaw puzzle, right? Indeed, I you love are. a good old jigsaw. And you are the queen of the jigsaw. You've done some amazing ones, as your social media account at Simone Roche will attest. So I went to a big uh, warehousey superstore thing, Costco thing here, and I saw these puzzles. And one was a map of the world, but all sort of hand drawn, so kind of animated it was really cool and there was lots of little sort of famous landmarks on there from all over the world you know south america north america all over asia i mean it really really cool i thought oh i'll have a bit of that so it was a thousand piece puzzle dead exciting took us absolutely weeks we did it all as a family as we walked past the dining room table you know putting a piece in here or there get to the end simone you know what i'm gonna say don't you no surely not i was 
furious. I was furious. One piece missing. <laughs> virtually slap bang in the middle. I was getting the box. I was going to write to them, send them an email. How could you? I love this puzzle because I'd gone back to the shop and then there was none others there that I could swap it for. Absolutely fuming. A couple of days later, just doing a bit hoovering behind the dog bed. What do I find in the dog's bed? A beautifully half-chewed puzzle piece (laughs) right from the middle of my ruddy jigsaw. (laughs) She jumped up on the table, nabbed a jigsaw piece and made off with it, therefore ruining my puzzle fun. Man alive! See, I knew literally at the start of lockdown there was a little bit of eye rolling when you heard I started doing jigsaws. Now, look, see, family entertainment right there. <laughs> Including the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Very inclusive, pet-friendly activities. Fuming. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. So not happy with the dog, but I'm oh, man alive. There you go. I'll post it on the Twitter, though, at Walker Sam. You can have a look at my misery and pain over my jigsaw. Dear me. Right, look, thank you so 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 much for listening this week as you know what i'm gonna say the next episode of the northern power women podcast is coming your way on monday november the 23rd she's simone roche i'm sam walker and the northern power women podcast is a what goes on media production Ooh.